Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi there, I'm Neil Driscoll and welcome back. Today's podcast is talking to you about first aid on board. Now, when you're looking at your first aid on board, first of all, I can't recommend enough that you do get, um, you do try and make sure that you keep and maintain a current first aid uh, certificate or qualification. You could either go down the pathway of a, a specific marine first aid course or um, or a generic one. There's you know, pros and cons for both of them. Um, and that will give you, you know, reasonable amount of, you know, knowledge, although, you know, most people listening will have done a first aid course in the past. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that there is a huge amount of information in a day um, and hence why they do actually recommend that you do a CPR upgrade uh, annually on top of that. Um, but like any course, I mean, it's one thing going and doing your um, doing your first aid course and, you know, it's, some of them will be very hands-on and some of them, you know, will just involve you listening to uh, stories from a, an instructor for the day. Um, but really what I want to encourage you to do is then think about what's next. So, um, yeah, ideally you would know where the first aid kit is on your boat, but it's more thinking about, okay, if we actually do need the first aid kit on the boat, what's happening? So who is, you know, let's say you're the skipper and there's first aid happening to you. Let's not go on the super serious stuff now. Let's just do something simple. You know, just put a knife through your arm or, you know, something that, does need first aid but isn't immediately life-threatening um you know have you thought about what you're going to do for uh delegating who the 2ic will be or who's going to skipper the boat or how how the boat can get stopped um uh the other side which is really really important and why i go on about radios all the time is is there someone around let's say yeah let's go get dark for a minute and say it it is potentially life-threatening is there someone on board that understands how to call for help and not just as in can they um read a mayday card but can they be helpful like do they know where we are do they they, if they had exposure to using a radio for example and this is one of the reasons i'm a huge fan of either doing depending where you are in the world either doing radio checks or um radioing into marinas or you know say here in australia we um in some states you can log on with um the marine rescue via the radio um and what i like about this is you it gives you a chance to upskill people on your boat so that in the event of a medical emergency or another emergency but let's go medical for a minute because that's often a reason that you'd need two-way communication and where the radio can come into its own um then it's great if you can have someone on standby who can uh, jump down, get on the radio, and be really, really helpful. And I mean, we um, we we had a, a client uh, two and a half years ago now, where it was a positive outcome. Guy's still sailing, but um, um, he you know was having a heart attack, and his wife had also learned how to use the radio and went downstairs and was able, they were in uh, Croatia, I believe, uh, to coordinate getting a fast boat to come out um, and get, and so they could kind of, she could explain where they were, what was going on, uh, coordinate, 
you know, meeting a boat to a boat to boat transfer and get him then to the hospital. And he was fine. You know, it was a, a, a very big few days. But, um, but classic example of something where, you know, it, they'd actually the family had been mocking him a lot that he had taken it so seriously, kind of upskilling them all in the lead into this. And then suddenly when needed, everyone actually understood. So, what what I'm trying to get you to is thinking not just about a whole bunch of negative stuff, but it's just a bigger picture rather than just going to the chandlery and buying a first aid kit or ticking some boxes on your annual racing inspection. Is how is this actually going to work? Like, so if if we need to use this first aid equipment, do we have people that know how to do it? Or have we thought about things like potentially if you're going to give somebody drugs and they are going to be evacuated you know how could we transfer that information um you might go down the military idea of uh writing uh anything you've given them with permanent marker on their body um or you know you 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 might have some notes that went with someone um you know if you thought about how you could even do a boat to boat transfer if, if if you needed to um or you know of course a helicopter evacuation would be your 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 other step um but the the other side that's quite useful with this is when you start thinking about those elements, it also can just tune you into um, things that you might want to bring up with the crew. So say in uh, the majority of my offshore sailing, whenever we've needed to get the first aid kit out, it's actually been while we were motor sailing. And then it's either been a, a, a falling, trapping or cooking injury. So like falling through... Uh, you know, one person open a hatch, another person puts a sail on it, another person stands on it, or um, or someone leaves something um, open that they shouldn't have, or someone, you know, isn't as careful when they're cooking because the boat was upright. But nearly all of our, you know, more serious medical incidents have actually happened while we're motor sailing. And I think this is relevant because initially before you get a lot of experience at sea you'll you'll tend to think that you know the most serious stuff will happen when it's rough but actually when it's rough most people are a bit scared and they are thinking carefully before they do things whereas especially if it's been rough and it's now not or we are just motoring along the boat's upright it's a very easy time for people to get quite complacent and uh and that's when accidents can happen so um the other side of first aid is they're not just making sure people are trained and you know qualified and that you've got the first aid gear on board, but that you have some mechanism, even if it's just having a look in the box every now and then, to understand um, what's been used or making sure that if you had first aid stuff on board that's been used, that it's getting replenished. Um, you know, we... I can't tell you how many boats I've got on in my life where there's like a box where it's like, this is our first aid stuff um, uh, that we use. And then this is the one that we use, as, you know, to be compliant. And, it, you know, that's kind of good because it means that you, you know that there's a box that's got, in theory, a whole bunch of things in it. But if no one actually knows what's in the box or how to use it, then it's not necessarily that that useful. So... Look, thinking around first aid, you know, if you've already got a first aid kit, which most people have, and you've got a trained first aider on the boat, that's brilliant and well done. Um, I just really want to encourage you to kind of think bigger picture. So how would we communicate to get help uh, and who would know how to do that? What extra, you know, what mechanisms have we got in place so that we can 
uh, replenish anything that we use, and finally, most importantly, when thinking about all of this, are we on the ball to try and minimise accidents so that this all becomes irrelevant and we never end up using it? Thanks for listening. Bye.